Hello and welcome to the Stoppage Time Penalty Show. Tabriz here, your host. Please like and subscribe. Let's go straight into this. Let's go straight into this. Uh, I have someone on the show. Uh, we've been connected for over two years. Uh, he literally did a challenge with Nana and myself. <laughs> and he still hasn't kind of given us who actually won. But let's not talk <laughs> about that. Let's not digress. Mimi, founder of Mo Coaching, is on the show. How are you doing, sir? Cool, yeah, yeah. Not too bad, thank you. I'm doing okay. Thank you. It's uh, yes. nice for you to have me on your platform today. What was your family dynamic like? Yes, yes. Growing up, so I see um, parents and um, a sister. Um, yeah, parents both working, providing for my sister growing up in terms of what we need. Um, yeah, pretty chilled, nothing you know, out of the ordinary, just a standard working class family. And are you the oldest, youngest? Youngest, yeah, that youngest, yeah. Okay. So was there a little bit of kind of, well, not pressure, but of course, you know, you are you are there to protect your sister. So was that pressure on you to protect your sister, even though you was the youngest? Um, Good question. Uh, I think it's more just sort of, and also being a, a boy, into, you know, obviously growing up as a child boy into a man now, um, I think it's just more just sort of just kind of just live my life really. Um, parents didn't really put too much pressure on myself, and was just sort of sort of you know do what you want, do what you enjoy, do what you're good at. Um, and yeah, I didn't really feel as much pressure as opposed to being either the first or second born and being a male. You know, that man figure in the house that you know following after from your father's footsteps. What was your first footballing memory? Oh, good. In terms of supporting a team or playing, just you know, the first time that you re- that you remember seeing a football could be the first time you kicked it. The first, you know, what was the what was the game that you saw? You were like, oh my gosh, like I want to get involved in this sport. I just remember just, you know, growing up in a household, you used to have a little garden and then there you start, you know, kicking the ball around the garden, against the wall, against the fence. And then when you're not in a garden, you're kicking the ball around the house. I always remember stories growing up that um, ever since I could be um, able to kick, to kick a football, I always loved kicking a football around the house, you know, smashing, <laughs> smashing photos, you know, home, home goods. Um, but yeah, yeah, there. And then growing up to the age where I know when I was eight, when I was eight years old, that's when I sort of looked for a team. Mm. Um, and it's that old fashioned when you're just walking with your parents and you see a, a team playing and you're like, you just go and approach them. You just go, oh, can I join in? You know? Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. So I, I remember that very, very well. And that was um, a team called uh, Rome Boys. And that was um, like across the road from where I lived, across the road from Suffolk Park in South East London. Um, and they had like a playing field. And I remember just going there, saying that, going, oh, can I, can I join? And then from there, went a few training sessions and, I, and, then, and then I signed up and that was a Sunday league. And then, yeah, I, I started off as a left back. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, as a left back. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting story that I like to say to people. All right. Okay. Okay. So, so, but me at that young age, at eight or nine, you knew at that age that you wanted to be involved in football. 
Yeah, yeah, because you know, I believe I was good. At, I was okay at it. I, you know, I, could, I had the basics. I had the fundamentals. Um, playing at primary school, lunchtime, break time, after school club, playing in the in the local parks around on the estates, and then from there it was yeah, football, football, and then my love of Chelsea grew as well. Um, over um, from the year from the years growing up, the Gianfranco Zola days, Viali days, Rude Gullet even before Dennis Wise, uh, Frank Sinclair, Frank Labuff, those that era of Chelsea. So I know when you say you're a Chelsea fan, people just think, oh, how long you've been a Chelsea fan? Um, but now I'm, you know, all my friends and family will, will know me as me and me supporting Chelsea from from however long they've known me. Um, and then, yeah, like obviously football is a sport predominantly played in this country, played in primary, secondary school. And yeah, it was when I joined that football team and, you know, when you get the kit, and you wear the kit and when you get the Chelsea kit and you wear the kit all the time. I remember having one story where I wore my Chelsea kit for so for so long and it ended up in the bin, you know, when you just wear it for too much for too long and then you Yeah. So I think from then, yeah, it's just it's always been football, like to play football and then growing up you then all maybe have a career in football of some sort. and then you just sort of find your different paths and different avenues. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. South East London. So you was born in South East London? I, I, I actually born in Edinburgh, Scotland. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you moved from Scotland to London at what age? From young, from young, from young, like young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those memories sort of kind of go over your head. But uh-huh. from, yeah, but from young, probably like, yeah, one, one, two years old. Years old. So your schooling predominantly was in South East London, and yeah. how and how was that academically, socially? Um, you know, um, can you can you kind of tell like the audience certain situations where you felt that you excelled, and certain situations where you're like, okay, you know what, something's not right here, either with teachers or with your peers. Yeah, no, again, I think. Again, I'm I'm just a standard, stand your bog standard pupil, student. Uh, went to a local primary school uh, near my area, all the way through to year six, and then year seven. Rather than going to the local secondary schools um, around the area, and most predominantly the local schools that a lot of people from the estate go to, I went to a school sort of like back then, like off ends, I went off ends um, where you have to sort of take, you know, take a few buses to school. <laughs> um, I, I actually went to a secondary school where no one from my primary school went to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So back then it's quite, you often go to the same school as someone in your primary school. So as an 11 year old, you just turned up to this all boys school, you know, in Sikup and right I'm here for the next five years um but yeah the school that I went to yeah met some you know good friends some good people played um played for the school football team all through the years from year seven year eight year nine year ten year eleven um and then yeah I was just like an, an, an average student who enjoyed PE enjoyed science enjoyed English DT um and yeah, just yeah, met yeah, met some good people. You know, you grow from a 
11 year old into like a teenager as you go through the years you navigate your life through the years you meet people one thing about going to school out of the area is that you meet other people from other areas mm. so it kind of opens your mind up a little bit to people just off the ferry estate and off Kidbrook you know you, you meet people from Eltham, Lewisham, Newcross, Mottenham, Grove Park, Sidcup, Orpington you meet a lot of different people from that area um, so yeah like I said yeah it's just yeah, just your average student. At the time, you know, the grade C was the was the average, you know, grade to get, whereas now it's getting fours and fives. So I'll, I'll say that I was just an average C student who enjoyed sport, enjoyed science. Yeah, that was me, really. <laughs> the key word that you've said probably throughout our b- brief conversation that we had now is average. You've said that yeah. so many times, and and I want to delve deep into that. Like, did you feel that you was even in your social circle, like, like you know, average in there in terms of you know you you wasn't the eccentric one or the or the one that would be quote unquote teased? Where you know, it, like saying. Saying that you're average is quite a safe statement to mm. make. Yeah. W- would you count yourself as a safe person? And uh, and literally, how would other people describe you? <laughs> Good question. Well, you know, um, you know, you, you, yeah, of course you want to back yourself and, you know, you back your ability growing up. But I think, navig- you know, in terms of how I was back then, you know, back when I was, through my early years, my teens, into my or into your early teens, then your late teens, and your early twenties, till till now, into my my like my I'm thirty now. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I think probably just the perception of how I perceive myself, and that's probably filtered down from the perception of teachers uh, growing up and how they perceive you um, in terms of just you're you're just scraping through or you're you know or you're not quite at that grade you need to do this to push on then that then that then that sort of sticks with you for for a while until when you find what you really enjoy and what you're good at so it wasn't until when I was 16 um and then I was doing the football programs which are quite popular now the post-16 football academy so I went to um the then uh it was well, I went to college, um, Shooters Hill, uh-huh. and it was linked in with um, Elton Green, but it's not called that anymore. And it was also the, uh, linked into the Dave Beckham Academy. Um, and it was there between the age of 16 to 18 that I sort of then knew what I wanted to do. Like, I always, I always knew that, like you said, from eight years old when I joined that football team and I was playing football. So when I went to secondary school and I enjoyed PE, I enjoyed science, I enjoyed English. I always knew that I wanted a career in sport from then, from probably like year 10, sort of year nine, year 10, year 11. I always knew that, you know, sport was, being being involved in sport would be a, a suitable career for me. Um, and then on to when I was 16 to 18, that when I did my BTEC programme, uh, that's when I sort of looked at, okay, next step, university and careers. Um, yeah, so yeah. So it's like, like I said, it's, it's those 
you know, hence why now I work in education, um, hence why I'm so passionate about education and passionate about young people and not giving them labels of, you know, of average, of, oh, you're not quite there, but I'm quite passionate about encouraging and unlocking children and young people, people's potential. Was there an opportunity for you to go into an academy or literally someone spotted you? And why do you think you didn't reach the pinnacle um, regarding playing football? Yeah, no, I think, again, I think probably the era and the, you know, growing up in, when, like, okay, think about when I went to school, to have a series on, growing, growing up in, you know, two, in the 2000s, between 2000 and 2010, you know, growing up in that era where the gang culture, gang violence was very rife around that era. Um, and, you know, parents probably didn't want you even to be playing out because they don't, they, they don't, they don't want you to be caught up in all of that. You know, you just a case of going to school, coming home, you know, not even like being able to even go to your friend's house after school, you know, go, you know, go and chill out at a weekend or, you know, go and play football somewhere else or go to someone else's house. It was a case of go to school, come home, go to school, come home. Okay. You've got football training. Okay. Go to football training for your Sunday league team or, you know, Sundays go to church. Uh, so I think probably just like maybe just maybe my, yeah, opportunities. I, I, I was never, I was never presented with that opportunity. So in terms of playing uh, my secondary school or primary school or my grassroots football team, there was never that opportunity of maybe like a scout um, coming to watch me. Um, or then also probably my, my parents maybe pushing me around, maybe pushing me around that, um, that route of academy probably because of maybe their, their knowledge and also probably like my knowledge as well possibly but yeah no um in hindsight yeah there was no opportunities of myself you know within that academy and then the next step from that really it was just playing on a saturday playing on a sunday and school mm. <laughs> and church yeah so so is it kind of safe to say that you know within your family dynamic it was literally about structure discipline uh and and it's making sure that you that you better yourself um within the academic system 100 percent, 100 percent. and coming from a nigerian african household those are the sort of those are sort of mantras you know that you sort of have to have to abide by and you have to kind of persuade your parents to be like this football you know will do you know you have to try and sell it to them you know per se you have to you're growing up you have to sell it to them like why should you go to this football trial why should you take me to this academy if you had that opportunity because for them it was you know study hard work hard books 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 make sure you're doing well at school make sure there's no phone calls from school uh and then yeah enjoy your football at the weekend mm. um but to be honest like you know no no regrets you know i'm um, greatly appreciated of what my parents did for me growing up 100% because I'm here now I'm thriving I'm successful in different avenues of my life and I'm still pushing on um 
and also the experience that I that I was, that that I've been able to to take on board over the years, like you know, going to a school out of your area, you know, so from eleven years old, you're being you've learned how to navigate yourself from from your house to school and back at eleven years old, and you grow up, you're able to then navigate yourself across London, um, and then wider when you then go to university, you're able to navigate yourself across London, out of London, and back. And those are skills that you learn growing up. So then when, you know, so then, you're, you know, you're able to do what you want to do, go where you want to go, because you can get yourself to and from places, which if, for example, I went to a school, a local school or a typical school, maybe my experience would have been different. Where does your coaching start? I remember when I was 16, I was doing, um, I was doing some youth work, youth work, no, sorry, no, some um, volunteer work at um, a local youth centre in Elton um, in the summer waiting and I was waiting for my GCSE results and waiting to go to college in September so I was doing some volunteer work and um, my task for the volunteer work was to set up a tournament in the local community um, and I thought okay all right okay I like football let me set up a football tournament so I was doing volunteer work volunteer work you know you learn, you're learning skills you learn people skills learning communication skills organization skills time management you're meeting new people um, and you're ready for the next chapter of your life you know you've left school so now you're now a young person looking to build upon some experience to build to you know build your cv so we were at a um at, at, at an event in greenwich and i remember charlton community trust being there and they had their little pop-up store and they were offering free level one courses. So I remember um, this, I remember signing up to it. So long, long story cut short. Um, I went, I signed up for it. I went onto the program and then I did a level one. So when I was 16, I got my level one um, at Charlton, at Charlton Community. Uh, did, all the, did all the training, got, got the big pack. You know, I still even have it in my house now, the big pack that you get from the level one, which is what probably about a good 12 years ago now, right? Um, if I'm actually good. <laughs> 12, 13, yeah. 14 years ago. Um, so did that at 16, did the uh, safeguarding and did the uh, first aid as well, along with it. And then you do your final assessment. I remember my, my assessment, I, I, I had Robin Hood, which was quite an, which was quite an easy one. It's quite an easy one, to be honest, like an easy assessment. You know, where you have all the balls in the middle, 40, um, four teams, and then one at a time, they run, get the ball, dribble it back, run, get the ball, dribble it back, and you can do various progressions. So I did that. So yeah, got my level one when I was 16. And then I then started college that September. I was doing a BTEC National Diploma in Sport. Um, and then from there, I didn't do from from memory from what I remember there wasn't again there wasn't really a lot of opportunities to actually use my level one at the time um and I didn't really start really coaching even I didn't even didn't even really start and then that, and then did six into eighteen did b six two years and I went on to university at eighteen and then it was in my second year of uni that i Got like an after school, like an after school uh, role, multi sports assistant coach role, and it wasn't until like when I was maybe like twenty 
2014, I found the role with Fit for Kids. They're based in uh, in Wandsworth, uh, and that was a football coaching role. And then I took an under ten team, um, and that and that was really good. So it was probably about 2014, 13, 14 that I actually was doing football coaching for like a football team. But before that, you know, I've done my undergrad degree in physical sport education and sports science. So I've had a lot of experience with with sport in general, PE teaching in primary school, PE teaching in secondary schools, doing placements. So I've had a lot of experience with sport and PE. Within this time, I I would love to know when your business was conceived. Uh, so, so, so prior to that, fit the kids role, I've had experience working with children and young people in in primary schools. So, literally, that that role, I was tasked with getting a set of players who had just only played football for fun to now compete in the league, and getting them to do training and then play a match. And that and that was a really good experience. Actually, really good. You know, that was really good experience. Was good to build up on your experience. That's where it sort of, sort of started with the football coaching, and also then also liaise and contact parents as well, and attend training and attend matches as well. So that was in 2014-16. At the end of that season, I thought I need a bit more, like because I, I then I only had my level one. So I then did my youth mod my my youth module one and my youth module two in 2015 uh so the youth module one is where you um there's different areas that you focus on regarding uh, developing um the player like like working with a player so managing mistakes oh i should i should really really know this <laughs> no i should actually it's come back to me now so the first one is developing your the environment so it's about the environment so ensuring ensuring that players are in a positive learning environment. So you're creating a positive um, learning environment. You're enabling them to express themselves, be creative. You're enabling them. To, you're 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 getting them to manage mistakes and problem solve. You know that whole holistic approach to coaching. And then your youth model two is developing the practice. So how can you create a constant practice? How can you develop a variable and a random practice? So that's 2015. So I, so I had so I went on that course with the London FA. And that was really good. Again, learned a lot from that. Be able to acquire a qualification to then use with that under 10 team. Because that's because that's really applicable for the for the foundation phase five to eleven, those youth modules. So I did that. And then 2016, that's when I did I've done my level two. So I did my level two 2016, um, where you've got the so I did the old school level two, so it's technique, skill, small sided game. Uh, did that. I actually I actually failed my first first assessment. Oh, I, wow. I had switch in play. Um yeah, I failed, I failed my first assessment and I was gutted. I was really gutted. I went away, I reflected, and then I reassessed uh, a few months later and I had support play and I passed. So 2016, September 2016, I passed my level two. Um, and then I then had an opportunity in 2017, 2017-18 with Dulwich Village. Um, and shout out Daniel Masco as well. So, um, yeah, really good guy. He's, he's supported me over the years and he's the one who sort of 
gave me my break in in that Dulwich Village really, and 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 football, football magic as well. They're based out in Dulwich and they do really good work in South East London. Um, both of them. Um, so yeah, so I took it again. I took it under under tens team, um, but I was more I was more experienced. I was more equipped and I was more mature. So that that came about you know, that, that I. I had more tools in my arsenal. So 2017-18, did the under 10 football with Dulwich Village. Uh, again, taking a new set of players to join a league. I think that seems to be my forte. I think I seem to always get new players and then I've got to mould them into, into players to play and compete and learn and develop in a league. So that was really good. Again, I think the players, if they were under tens now, again, maths, they'll probably be probably be like under fifteens now, under fourteens, fifteens maybe now. Yeah. So um so it's good. Um yeah, so that was a really good experience. And then two thousand nineteen is when so August July stroke August two thousand nineteen is when MO football coaching was birthed. Um and when I really sort of flew with it really. Um, so yeah, 2019, it came about when I was just thinking, you know, you, you, you always, with, you know, with all the experience that, I, that I've got and I have, I was thinking, you know, I can, you know, I can, I can make myself, you know, a little one-to-one, you know, a little group coaching, you know, I, I'm, you know, I've got my qualifications, I've got my FA coaching badges, I've got my first aid, I've got my safeguard, I've got my DBS, you know, I've got a bag of equipment. You know, cones, balls, your basic equipment to get started. Um, and then I had a little bit of a business now. Now, obviously, I've got more of a business now with the different training courses that I've been on, the Princess Trust training course that I've been on a couple of years ago, as well as just your own self-investment of, you know, you, you know, I, I utilised the lockdown really well uh, in terms of investing into myself. So I learned how to use uh, different Adobe platforms, um, and that's when I've crossed paths with yourself. Um, I've plucked your brains out many a times, and you've given me so much support and different advice. And you know, I've acquired different skills off you as well, which is which I'm greatly appreciated. Um, and also just studying YouTube as well. Um, so yeah, so then yeah, 2019. That's when it was birthed. Um, and then here we are now, really. So what we're looking at three years now with MO football coaching and yeah like you know I'm I'm so proud of of what I've done like you know to grow you know to grow a football coaching business you know side hustle um wh- whatever you want to call it really but it's something it's, it's me and I named it MO football coaching because of my initials MO you know it's got a bit catchy now people refer to me as Mo football coaching mm-hmm. as Mo as M.O um you know yeah i was able to you know create my own logo um so yeah yeah no no so yeah a bit of brand identity so yeah i'm really proud of that really do you think that you are you are positioned where you want to be do you think you're underrated as a coach or a player in your area um what are the highs and the drawbacks being where you are Oh yeah, that's a that's a really good thought provoking question. Thank you. Uh, I would say I think in terms of 
under like appreciated or like under you know like an under um someone who's maybe unknown as where i've sort of come from southeast london and then relocated to kent and then i'm like right i'm gonna build my football coaching company in kent and i've been here for what just over a year when i when i launched it you know to uh, onlooker they're like oh wow that's big that's brave um but again it, it comes back to what you're saying about you know like i back my ability but I, I back my experience you know i back my experience i've got a lot of experience working with children and young people got a lot of football coaching experience working with a range of different um age groups ra- range of different abilities um and then just sort of the skills that i have as well the skills and qualities that i can bring to the table um and i feel in terms of like a one-to-one service i feel that the experience that i have now also now qualifying as a teacher now um and also my past job related my past uh, career related job roles that i've had i feel that one-to-one approach sort of i can i can i, I I can fit that. You know, that's why when I first launched MO Football Coaching, it was actually called MO One to One. You know, because I was like, right, okay, I've got this experience in, in, you know, I've got X, Y, and Z experience in primary schools. I've got a lot of experience football coaching. You know, I've got classroom-based experience as well. Um, and I felt, okay, one to one football coaching, I can really engage and motivate and develop a player and work with the parent as well. Again, going back to my experience of being able to communicate effectively with parents and players as well. Um, so that's why I sort of niched it at uh, MO, uh, at one-to-one. And then again, as you grow, as you grow uh, as a business, you then go, okay, group coaching, okay, team training. And then you go, right, okay, group group training okay you can work with multiple players team training you can work with a team i've had experience of coaching teams so i'm like okay now i can now offer more so i can offer one-to-one i can offer group i can offer team training um and yeah going back to your question i said you know like you said kent kent is big you know you know it's it's big as big as london but it's a big it's a really huge county and in regards to other service users and other service providers sorry uh, and coaching companies there are obviously there's a lot like you know there's tesco's there's sainsbury's there's waitrose so there's other shopping supermarkets and of course there are also other coaching providers but i feel for myself it's obviously it's important for me to stay in my lane and focus on mo football coaching and focus on what I can provide as a service provider and um, with the current and prospective players that I have and parents that I liaise with, um, if, they, you know, if, they, if they're happy to use my service and they're happy to use me as a person, you know, me, me as a person and the skills that I can, that I have and the experience that I have, then, then yeah, I'm happy for, you know, for um, players and parents to, to, to sort of coach myself and I also understand that you know ultimately you know we're in comp- you know it's a competitive market football isn't it football football coaching you know playing you know even if you look at the highest level the Premier League you know you've got 
different teams who are vying for the same players. And it's all about who can provide more money, who can provide more in terms of Champions League, who can provide more in terms of um, guaranteed start. Um, so in and in life in general, you know, you're in competition in life, isn't it? You know, you're in competition. It's just like, okay, what, you know, what's my USP? You know, what, what, why, why are you attracted to MO football coaching? What does MO football coaching do for you? How can I benefit you? How can I improve you as a player? You know, how can I improve improve you as a person? Um, and I feel with my, you know, going back to it, you know, with my years of experience in education and in coaching and in football that's what i can bring to the table so yeah wow uh, i've got so many questions um <laughs> I also as well um you know uh i've seen it online and and we've spoken about your your journey now into refereeing how is that going yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, no, no, good. I never, um, growing up, I was, you know, probably never thought I'd, I'd, I'd delve into refereeing. Um, I feel in terms of my age and where I, I'm at now with my coaching career and stroke playing career, um, I feel that, yeah, it, it was probably the, the right time um, to step into referee and utilise my playing experience and utilise my coaching experience to learn a new skill you know because refereeing is an art it's a skill to gain knowledge uh, which i very much have like and to also look at the game differently you know to you know it, it really give you know, doing the um the coaching course um and shout out jamal at the london fa for um pushing me to do um a referee course because he's been he's been on my case for a few years since i've um uh, um, linked in with him and sponsored a London Cup competition a couple of years ago, and he's always been saying, you know, come on, come over to come over to refereeing, come and be a referee. So um, yeah, definitely, um, it's it's good that I've done it. I did it over the summer, um, and I'm yeah, sort of getting getting some games under my belt, which is good, which is important because once you've got a qualification like coaching, once you've got a qualification. You know, you need to go out there and start using it and start using utilizing your skills and your skill set. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's it's enjoyable, and I'll I'd recommend if you if you want to support support the game, if you want to grow, if you want to retain uh, grassroots football, and if you want to keep grassroots football alive, it needs more referees and more qualified referees. Uh, so, you know, I think you should try and get in contact with your local county and see how you can um, you can be part of the cause and change change the movement and, you know, get more referees trained. In in football or, or in life, what's what's been the hardest thing that you had to overcome or like the one thing that's been the hardest for you just to focus on? Yeah, I think it's just more just like I say, like rejection. You know, maybe telling, oh, you're not good enough for this role. Oh, we've gone for someone else, you know, in various roles growing up, you know. Uh, failure, even if it's like failing your driving driving test a lot of times, like I did before I finally passed. Um, failing exams, like like I said, I, I failed my level two assessment first time of asking. 
um, which obviously knocks you, but then you realize, okay, you can do it again. Um, so it's just more just sort of just the, the rejection, failure, setbacks, life setbacks, uh, you know, like, you know, it's not, it's not been plain sailing, you know, it's not been plain sailing. There's been a lot of, lot of bumps, you know, you have to go this way, you have to go that way, you know, to get to your destination. So yes, I'll say that. And, um, and how like do you deal with failure and, and setbacks? Yeah. So. The first instant, you're going to be frustrated, you're going to be angry, you're going to be upset, you're going to think about why, why, why. And then you then look at it and think, you know, were you meant to be there at that time? You know, is it your time? You know, do you need to go away and build up on your experience? Do you need to go away and be better? And then, yeah, so like I said, the first, the first frustration, you know, if you're obviously frustrated and then you then reflect, you pause, you reflect. You talk to people around you, friends and family, close people around you to get your, you know, to get your energies back up um, and just sort of motivate yourself. And, and then you go again and you and you get back on the on the saddle, per se, and attack it. So what's the biggest thing you've regretted? Oh, I'd say within, within football coaching, I was given uh, an opportunity when I was, uh, in college, when I was 16, 17, uh, I was given the opportunity to do my level two then. Um, but it was like, a, I think it was, it was like a financial thing. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that. But I was actually presented with an opportunity. So I could have done my level two earlier, you know, in my life. I could have done it earlier. And if I did it earlier, then I could be, I could have gotten to my UEFA B earlier. And then, yeah that really um i'd say that in terms of coaching yeah and then in life nothing off the top of my head nothing off the top, nothing yeah nothing sort of major really i think it's just all about time at the end of the day and just doing things at the right time so for example i went i went in i, I didn't know i am um, delved a lot into different jobs growing up like after you finish university you think about okay you like sport you like education okay but maybe you don't want to go and qualify as a primary school teacher maybe you don't want to go and qualify as a secondary school teacher and then you just have jobs just to get just to see you through you know you know I'll, I'll just settle for this job I'll just settle for that job you know until like two years ago when I when I found this route into teaching and I found like further education and post-16 education and I found that route into teaching and then where I've sort of grown up through different experiences different life experiences I thought right okay post-16 okay right you know I enjoy sport I enjoy teaching sport I've had experience of doing a football academy I've had experience of doing a VTEC myself uh, as an avenue to get to university. So I know that, you know, if you do a BTEC, if you do a now NCFE level three, you're able to also go to university and pursue a career in sport or in media and IT and business. So I'd say, I'd say, yeah, not, not knowing my, my career role sooner. However, that hasn't stopped me from, like you said, getting married getting a property and so on building a business as well mm -hmm. 
you are very like methodical in in your approach in football and and in life in general and and again we've we have spoken but you know it's the first time that I'm really kind of delving deep in terms of how your mind works and you there are just different steps and procedures that yeah. you won't do you're not going to move on and do, do you think that's kind of well not held you back but being a maverick and just saying you know what I'm just going to do certain things and just see exactly where I land mm. you know are you a risk taker in certain aspects of your life um yeah. well doing like I said, launching the MO football coaching, you know, and launching and being and putting yourself out there, you know, setting up a Instagram page, setting up a Facebook page, uh, marketing for clients, marketing for players, marketing for teams, putting yourself out there, you know, videoing yourself, doing sessions, uh, photography, videography, you know, even this even what we're doing now, you know, even what we're doing now, uh, having a limelight on you, like I'm not someone to have a limelight on myself, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not that type of person. Um, but where I've done it and I've, and I've had to do it because of, you know, when you're a teacher, when you're a football coach, when you're in that sort of public domain and you're on that front line, you have to be approachable. You have to be able to, you know, if, if if it's a case of oh we're going to clip you for something or we're going to take a photo of you or something, then you have to be that sort of um, person. So even like that, so I'd say in that sense of risk taking of, I won't say it was, with the football business, it was more kind of like come on, Mimi, do it. Come on, do it, do it. You know, come on, do it. You know, do it. It was more like you're going to do it. You're not going to do it. Mm. If you're going to do it, then go for it. If you're not going to do it, then stop talking about doing it. Um, so I'd say, yeah, risk taking in that sense. Um, and then sort of like, even just like, as I said, when, when I found this route into teaching, that's also in terms of the point in my life, you know, we were going through a global pandemic. Um, and then it was a case of going back into education when you're in your late 20s, um, as well as all the pressures of life. So, yeah, so then in, in, in that sense, that's also... A risk because also you're like you don't know if you're going to pass or fail as well thankfully i passed and i've qualified so yeah okay and and like what kind of gets you going what kind of gets you out of bed and um and let's let's put like the football side of it away you're like mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the one or two things where you think wow i'm i'm just very lucky and and i can wake up with a smile yeah, just the fact that obviously, you know, like, thankfully, thank God that, you know, each day I'm healthy and I've got an opportunity to wake up and start a fresh day, you know, turn the chapter, turn the page and start afresh and go again, really, and just be grateful that I've, that I've got help, that I've got, a, that I'm living a healthy life um, and I've got a roof over my head. Yeah, really, those sort of, those little small little things that sometimes you can take for granted, really. Mm-hmm. And what's the future looking like? You know, let's, I don't like to put years, but okay, let's say between five and ten years. I'd like to continue to to to, to grow MO Football Coaching, 
uh, to grow MF football coaching uh, and to just hone in on my on my teaching practices and become a, a good skilled experienced teacher and then also pursuing that avenue like pursuing in, in a form of like leadership mentorship curriculum design within that um hopefully try to secure a uefa b spot as well so i have aspirations of of uh of getting onto a uefa b and becoming a uefa b qualified coach one day next five years like you said and yeah just continue just to like progress on with life isn't it? and whatever life brings just continue just to progress with life yeah. really um yeah, I get that. I, I get that you want to start putting, you know, people like to put targets or goals or ambitions. Um, not going to put too much pressure on myself in terms of I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. But things such as things that I know I've got control over, like, you know, MO football coaching, I know that, I, you know, I'm I'm in control of, of, of maybe of how I can grow it. Um, I'm in control of the career if I want to push myself if I just want to settle and just in in like the role I am or if I want to push you know push myself and you know showcase my expertise and then, yeah just like generic generic day-to-day life really generic life really it's so hard not to be thankful and to be grateful in terms of what you have now rather than mm-hmm. thinking in a year's time never mind five years in terms of you know yeah. where you think you're going to be just be happy where you are right now and and look at the blessings that we have and and it's kind of very hard especially in the football world where it's very Mm -hmm. and it's very fast and even on social media as well we we have them both experienced you know those kind of roller coaster events where you think okay i'm i'm now celebrating a huge win but tomorrow it could be such a devastating low like there's like no such thing as a kind of medium uh, yeah i say like a medium or, or an average emotion right mm-hmm. yeah yeah hey yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny what's funny you know what it's there's there's like a lot of things um again we've been speaking for this is our third year this is so we started speaking in the pandemic yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah and 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 people who who know me you know i i want to help as much as possible but the people who i want to help the most are people who are executors and you know everything that you've said that you're going to do you've done uh through through hardship through celebrations and I just want to applaud you now in terms of you know everything that's that's coming your way and and again thank you for 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 being part of my journey as well yeah you know and um and like yeah you are a huge advocate for for women's football uh, just football in general never mind you know literally I don't even want to break up intersections in football Mm -hmm. in general and uh yeah i just want to you know be on camera and and um just to say thank you for your support no yeah thank you yeah. and like yeah thank you i appreciate it. that's very kind um kind of you and yeah likewise no 
but yeah, no, it's obviously struck up, a, you know, struck up quite a, a nice friendship, isn't it? And you know, I can see you as like a, you know, like, like a mentor, <laughs> you know, like a guru. <laughs> okay, oh, no. you know, and, you know, like, you know, I say, you know, people don't understand how much knowledge and experience that you have, but to breathe, you have like, you have so much knowledge, so much expertise, just what you can do. Like even you opening up the the world in terms of different platform you, platforms you use and how you use them and just your skill. Yeah, just, no, it's just, it's like, I commend you, man. And like what you're doing with the amateur football, footballer and all the content that you've done over the years and you're still innovating and you're creating new content to reach different audience different target audiences um to spread the word of football really and like you know football life good man it's good you're doing well as well yourself you're doing really well thank you thank you and where can people find you uh yeah most active on instagram so mo football coaching uh, twitter mo coaching one so yeah that yeah mainly Twitter and Instagram platforms. Mimi, thank you so much for like coming on. Please like and subscribe. We'll be back next week, Sunday, with another amazing guest.